Welcome to Lessons for Leaders. This week I'm talking to you about corona anxiety. I'm hearing from more and more people who are feeling anxious, stressed and struggling in some way and it's completely understandable. There are some people who are socially isolated, others who are juggling all things, people that are getting anxious about how long this pandemic is going on for or even getting anxious about going back out into places now that lockdown is easing, struggling because we're having to wear masks. Whatever it is that's causing the anxiety, this episode is for you. But also, if you're managing people, it's well worth a listen to because it will give you the understanding about what's going on and make it easier for you to manage them. So let's dive in to today's episode. So welcome back listeners to the Lessons for Leaders podcast. I'm Emma Langton, your host, leadership coach and workplace trainer, helping you and your workforce increase performance and make the impact that you want in the world. So before we dive in, I want to give a massive thank you and shout out to Adele this week. Adele has left a review for me on the podcast. So, you know, I know you're, I always say you're sick of hearing me ask this and asking people to leave a review, but it does help enormously for the podcast host places to know what you like and more importantly, to be able to share it with other people who are interested in these topics. And Adele says that I've been listening to the Lessons for Leaders podcast for a while now on my morning runs. Emma has an engaging and approachable manner and tackles the difficult and sensitive subject of mental well-being. A great podcast I highly recommend. Oh, thank you so much, Adele. I'm so pleased that you think that. And thank you too for taking me with you on your morning run. I'm always, you know how nosy I am. I'm so interested to hear the different uh, times and places and ways that people do listen to the podcast. Um, And also, I'm always interested in where you found out about it too. Um, And I'm always really pleasantly surprised when people say that they've been listening for a while. Um, It's always really, really good to hear. So thank you so much for that. If you do want to leave a review and you are struggling to find out how to do that, drop me a message, emma at emmalankton.com and I can send you some instructions because sometimes they don't make it that easy for you. Um, But I can help you out with that. And... What else do I want to say to you today? Yeah, the subject of anxiety. So I've been having a few more, although I've been talking mostly on the podcast about the kind of group and corporate wellbeing training that I've been doing. I do have one-to-one coaching clients and I've for years and years now I've been working an awful lot with one-to-one clients, particularly on the kind of stress, anxiety, doubt and overwhelm that affects the performance or helping people increase the resilience. You know, you can see the theme here with everything that I talk about and this is what I do in the one-to-one work that I'm doing. There's been a few more inquiries coming in now. I think people have stopped with the firefighting of everything with the the situation with the virus and there are more one-to-one inquiries coming in. Um, And I know that 
if the stress is getting to you, if you're feeling more and more anxious. You know, I've already got years of experience working remotely through video and conferencing facilities. So even before the virus, it wasn't new to me. Um, So whether you need help personally or for your employees, then you know, get in touch with me. You can check out my website, um, emmalankton.com. There's a go to the contact page, send me an email or book an appointment straight in my diary. Or just drop me an email straight away with what it is that you want to talk to me about. And uh, we can talk about how that might be and how we can make a personalized plan for you individually, for your leaders. If you feel that they do need some support or your HR team because they've been working their socks off, haven't they? Or if it's for the workforce generally. And I'd love to be able to help. So, back to the subject of today, corona anxiety. You know, the world is a complex and sometimes confusing place and never more so than during a pandemic when the situations are ever-changing and, let's face it, even the guidelines can be confusing. It's pretty tricky right now with coronavirus in our lives and seemingly everywhere that we turn. You know, it's in newspapers, we're getting emails about it, we're getting, it's on the TV, there's adverts, it's on the radio, even the little, um, what do you call it on the, the the text bit on your radio like in the car is you know coming up with messages and things in some ways it was people are saying to me it was almost easier when we were in full lockdown because people knew where they were with that it was like don't go out the end um but as the longer it goes on i'm hearing from people who are you know feeling socially isolated which is another episode coming up and are juggling all things and getting anxious about how long this pandemic is going on for and even getting anxious about wearing masks or going out into places now that lockdown is easing. So I'm going to be talking as much about kind of what anxiety is really so that you can get a bit more understanding of it. You'll understand why as I go through this and also three key ways to help you be able to cope with anxiety with the corona anxiety specifically. Because, you know, even I've had rough days and even with all my tips and tricks and knowledge, um, I've had to tap into that and to make sure that I can stay calm and stay sane and get some me time in a house that's permanently occupied. You know, having two teenagers with additional needs and no break from them has been, well, interesting <laughs> to say the least. Um, And whilst I've not been particularly anxious myself during this time, I have definitely got stressed, I will admit. However, because I'm talking about anxiety today, because I'm hearing so much about it right now. Now, anxiety is a form of stress that a person can go through physically, mentally and emotionally. And situations can end up feeling, genuinely feel that they are out of control, so they bring up those feelings of kind of panic and anxiety. Yet I also recognise there are many people out there who are struggling, um, not like me because of it's so many people sort of around in the house, but because they're on their own, because they don't have people to talk to, because they don't have somebody, you know, that they can bounce things off that I'm going to be covering in the next episode in more detail about that connection thing that we need. 
But in my coaching calls, it's all too apparent as I see more and more clients who are getting more and more anxious um, about going back out to places now that lockdown is easing. And often what happens is we focus on the difficult or the tricky experiences in life because we are naturally wired to notice the negatives. Our brain is hardwired to kind of scan the situation, the horizon, the circumstances around us for anything that might be perceived as a threat to us. And that word perception is crucial because what one person sees as a threat is not what somebody else sees as a threat. And some of those threats are based on our learnings and past experiences. But this has always been key to our survival in days gone by. Nowadays, the threats are not about a big bear coming to eat us, but our brain is still hardwired and at work analysing and making us aware of the negatives. But actually, with this pandemic, you know, we are at risk again of something that we can't even see. So although our brains are really, really busy scanning about, you know, where is the danger and what can keep us safe, actually we can't see a lot of it. But if you've ever invented scenarios in your head about something, how something might play out, that although that's your imagination at play, then it is what our brain is wired to do, to check things and, and analyse and assess. There is evidence that says we are more fear-based as we get older. Um, because we're more aware of risk. And naturally being exposed to prolonged periods of stress can cause and worsen mental health problems, leading to other issues such as tiredness, irritability, poor concentration, sleep problems and so forth. So identifying and tackling the sources of the anxiety can prevent issues spiralling out of control. Because if that anxiety becomes commonplace and something that's in every hour of every day, and you're finding that you're anxious about just regular everyday events, then it does need looking at before it gets into a problem. As leaders or managers, you need to understand this and be empathic rather than just ignoring the issue or being dismissive. So if you've got staff that say that they are anxious, telling them that you understand that they must feel worried or anxious and that it's okay to have these feelings is a good thing. There are studies that show that empathy is far more healing than, you know, just kind of dismiss things and going, oh, but you'll be all right, or, you know, it's not going to happen. Because actually, as well, with this pandemic, we just don't know what's around the corner and we need to recognise that and even just say it and own it. Things can be so much easier in life generally when we're able to have a plan. Well, we don't have a plan now, do we, with this pandemic? I mean, it might feel like there is a bit of a one, but really, what does it look like? Even just this weekend, things have changed about um, isolating with people that are uh, coming back from Spain with holidays. And when we know that there's an end in sight, when we go, right, we just need to put up with this until that time, as we did with lockdown, it's easier because it's that short window of difficulty or pain or uncomfortableness or whatever it is. But right now we don't really have a plan. We don't know what the rest of the year is going to look like. We don't know how things are going to pan out. 
So it does make it really difficult and that needs to be recognised and not kind of dismissed. We're moving in phases now more than ever where we need to learn to go with the flow. And that's often easier said than done. Because what does that flow look like? Often when I work with people who have long-standing anxiety, it shows up in a variety of ways, as I've said, with tiredness, irritability and things. But one of the really common things is with people who are sort of planning everything to the nth degree. And obviously they are really, really struggling now because they can't plan. Just to explain, often when people feel sort of uncomfortable on the inside, which is what anxiety is, that shows up in different ways, what they try and do is control their external environment because that sort of calms down the internal system when they do plan, plan, plan with everything around them. But when we're unable to do plan, 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 then obviously the anxiety in their internal system is more worried and more raised. So it's difficult for people. One of the other key ways that anxiety can affect us and completely is that it can completely stop us in our tracks. It means we struggle to get anything done. Um, it's often talked about as like sort of procrastination or mental blocks. And that's really, it's the freeze aspect of your fight, flight, freeze coming through where we just stop. It's safer to just stop than to do anything at all. So, you know, if you are one of those people or if you've got people in the workplace, you know, that just seem to be not performing, this is why I talk to people about it helps you to perform when you get the hang of it all. You know, this might be the problem. Again, insomnia is another key thing. Whether people realise it or not, what happens with insomnia is your brain is effectively kind of knocking on the inside of your head going, oh, remember this, or oh, we've got that difficult thing to look at. Oh, we need to be alert for that. Oh, we must remember that we don't, we don't forget to, to look at this or plan for that or whatever it is. There are key ways that we can uh, just put some uh, strategic things in place so that your brain can focus on things in the daytime and not feel the need to remind you in the nighttime. You know, even just when you do wake, is write down the things that are in your head. I often joke with people that you actually, you don't even need to read that list in the morning, just it's like you're kidding your brain that you need to, that you've, right, I've got it out of my head, it's on paper, so that's where I'm going to remember it. So now we can go back to sleep because we're going to do the thing in the daytime and we won't forget because it's written down. Come the daytime, if you can't read it, <laughs> who cares? You've managed to get some sleep. Your brain doesn't know the difference. So as I said, we need to talk about the ways that you can calm down your internal system first. So these moving into the three key ways that I said are going to help with your corona anxiety. The first one is to breathe. Now, I know people, I talk about this all the time. Obviously, I work with the stress and anxiety and things. Breathing is the advice that many coaches and wellness experts will give. And I'm I know I'm not new, unique in saying this, but it's always, always my number one tip because it's so helpful. Breathing deeply, taking long, deep breaths that feel like they go down through your chest and into your belly rather than just kind of staying in your chest 
it releases calming chemicals and it sends a message to your brain to slow down. It helps to release the physical tension. It gets oxygen flowing around your system. So then it calms down that internal system. Then you can think more clearly. Also, it's remembering to do a long outward breath. I often get people when I say take a deep breath and they do a deep breath in and then it's like a sigh outwards. But a long, long, long outward breath engages your parasympathetic nervous system. Again, sending signals to your brain to say there's no panic here. You know, it's a false alarm. So if you just sit up straight in your chair or plant your feet firmly on the ground, put one hand on your stomach, maybe the other on your chest and just feel for a moment your chest rise, your stomach rise as you breathe in. Then your chest lower, your stomach lower as you breathe out. And do that a few times. And you know there are Lots of technology ways that that we can have that remind us to do this. You know, I've got a smartwatch that does this. You can set a timer on your calendar. Um, There are lots of ways that we can remind ourselves to do this. I often say to people, even when you're just waiting for the kettle to boil, when you nip to the loo, you know, when you're just going upstairs or downstairs or whatever, anywhere around your home, Just remember to do this breathing and it just releases some of the tension in your day. The other thing that we can do, the second thing, if you're concerned about, say, going back out to work or going into some of the shops or just wearing your mask when you're out and about or anything else, if we visualise an event or situation that's happening, The benefit is that when we do it for real, our brains believe that we've already done it. So again, a bit like the sleep thing, we can trick our brain into believing that we've already done things. So it's so much easier and much more comfortable when you come to do it for real. I've just done a session in the last week where I guided somebody with the visualization about how you can visualize doing the breathing, walking down the street, going into the small shop, having the mask on, getting really comfortable, but being in control of the situation so that you can leave when you're ready. You can move away from people that are too close. You can take yourself out of things so that you can be in full control. You can feel yourself walking calmly, you know, being in charge, breathing easily, holding your head up, whatever it is that you want. Do you see with those examples? The more that you do this, the better you'll be able to do it for real. And so if you're managing people as well, help them. Help them to rehearse these situations. Help them to know what they're going to expect if they come in. How it is that you've done things. We've done stations. We've got cleaning things. We're doing this. We've separated desks. Help them visualize how it's going to be. Build the confidence in this process. It helps you to feel more assured and do things with ease. That's the other thing. You can gradually build up your self-confidence from the solid foundations that you lay down, from calming your internal system, from rehearsing everything. 
and doing small but easy to manage activities that get you back out there, that get you being able to do things. The only way to build confidence is to do these things calmly and easily. It's not about push past the fear necessarily and do it anyway. It's calm your internal system first, having tools, and then step into these things. It's always easier to do anything when we calm down that internal system first, when we reduce the feelings of anxiety and mentally visualize or rehearse these ways. It is different going out with your mask on, but you do get used to it. Think about how much maybe if you've ever, I haven't ever broken a uh, broken a bone, but you think about, you know, when you've had that pot on for six to eight weeks and then you take it off and people go, God, it feels funny without my pot on. That is how quick we can get used to something. If you're telling yourself that you hate this or you can't do it, then your brain will believe it. So do be careful of what you tell yourself too. Also, be aware that this will be tiring. You know, as I said, your brain's checking out all this stuff. It's on super high alert. It's looking this way and that way. Scanning for that perceived danger, as I mentioned. So your brain is going to be working over time for a little bit. But again, if you calm things down, you rehearse things, it's going to be easier. So if you're at that stage where you're going out or you're going back into work or you're bringing staff back into your workplace... Be mindful of this, be empathic, be understanding because again that's going to calm them down. This is really the only way to create the permanent change and levels that increase your confidence whilst keeping the anxiety down. As a manager, a leader or a HR professional it can sometimes be confusing when the people that you work with are not performing as they're used to or they're struggling in some way that seems unusual for them. And they might not be owning up to that anxiety. Some people are masters at trying to disguise it. However, when I work with people and I explain how our brains work and what happens with the anxiety, I can see people going, especially in one-to-one sessions, you know, my clients will sometimes go, oh, so I've got this member of staff and they've been doing this. So they might be anxious. Um, Yep. Or they say, oh my goodness, I was struggling to understand why Bob wouldn't do this when I knew he was more than capable. That really helps me to understand. It might be then that there's a degree of flexibility that can be incorporated to bring down the anxiety while still bringing people back into work. Or as an individual, it's about trying things out and not putting pressure on yourselves. So maybe set yourself some targets. Oh yeah, I'm going to go into a couple of shops this week or oh yes, I'm going to you know, go and get on a bus this week or I'm going to do the whatever journey. But it, not so much so that the anxiety spikes up again. And everything is going to be so much easier when you do things from that place of calm. So I really hope that that helps. As ever, if you've got any questions that you want to ask me about this episode that you know that you want some clarity on or that I haven't covered, then do please get in touch with me. And whether you need help personally or for your employees in any sort of performance related issues that you might be facing, even if they're working remotely, get in touch with me. So until next time, Have a really great week, everyone.
Bye for now.